hide a dick That's a sex machine to all the cheeks You're damn right Who is a man that would risk his neck for his brother man? Can you dig it? That won't cop out when there's danger all about. Right on. You see, this cat shop is a bad mother. Shut your mouth. What I'm talking about, Sheriff? Well, we can do it. He's a complicated man, but no one understands him but his woman. John Shaft. Welcome back to the Watch So Serious Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. We got Devin and Rashani back. And we are here to review, as you can tell from that theme song, the 2019 remake of Shaft. Uh, John Shaft Jr., a cybersecurity expert with a degree from MIT, enlisted family's help to uncover the truth behind his best friend's untimely death. Of course, this is directed by Tim Story. Um, starring Samuel Jackson, Jesse T. Usher, Richard Roundtree, Regina Hall, Alexandra Ship. Uh, yeah, Method Man was in this film. Uh, let's start with Rashani. Rashani, uh, well, one, did you like the old school Shaft movies? And then two, uh, what did you think about this film? Okay, so the only old school Shaft movie I ever saw in my entire life was the one that came out in 2000. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I was never big on black exploitation. Oh. It never struck me as an idea or a genre genre that I wanted to watch quite seriously because it's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, um here's here's why I watch black exploitation to see titties. Yep. That's man, true. And Pam Bread made me a whole man when I was growing up. Like, oh, like, so my mom wasn't going to let me just sit in the front room and watch black exploitation movies all day long. True. So I read and I um, <laughs> watched like Star Trek and and Back to the Future and all that. And I never really watched any black exploitation movies. I'm just being fully honest with you. Um, so the first time I ever saw Shaft was when Samuel L. Jackson played him in 2000. Okay. All right. Okay. So what do you think about this I didn't this see Shaft Goes to Africa. I didn't see any of them. This film. Uh, Shaft Goes to Africa. Everything, yeah. Classic. This film um, should have been called uh, "How to Call How to Denigrate Your Son" in a million words. Oh wow, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I mean, it was. It. Was, I didn't mean to step on you for shiny, but it was the classic like nineteen eighties, set late seventies and eighties, like Black Father. Like yeah. this is a this is, and here to be fair, like to I want to be fair to the film. I think the film was trying to say that too. Like I think I, I think the film was trying to say they are he's not a good father. He he's like I think the film was, was trying to say like this is not the right way to do it because they had they had the lines. I, I didn't mean to keep going, but they had the lines in there that were like you know self-aware to an extent but yeah go ahead Rashani. i know exactly what you're saying uh, it's how many ways like i do a show called unburdened we talk about toxic masculinity unpacking it misogyny unpacking it all the things we've done in our lives that are hindering our children and then i went and saw shaft <laughs> and i literally <laughs> saw every single thing that i worked so hard to say you know this is not cool this ain't the move this ain't what you need to be doing he did it in like the first it happened in like the first 30 minutes of the movie and here's the thing i'm not saying shaft was a bad movie shaft was a it was it was hilarious to me at points there were really funny parts there were great action scenes but I couldn't get past just the rampant, like, like, nigga, the person who wrote this movie wrote Blackish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How the fuck can the writer of Blackish go out of his way when everything that he does in Blackish is like uplifting black women talking about everything the black folks go through and all that kind of stuff? 
And then you put out a movie like this where pussy is said like, you're a pussy. Don't be a pussy. He's a pussy. It, it gets said like that's their number one. That's their number one sign of affection. You're a pussy. Or to say something about their 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 you know oh he's gay. Oh that 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 the name of that that company brothers watching brothers that sounds real <laughs> suspect. Like all of this stuff is just so. I realized that the first shaft was made in the seventies, but god damn it. Like you don't have to make the script the same just just because just because you can. Like how many times can I fit the word faggot into a movie? How many times can I fit the word pussy into a movie or call my son gay? And this is fucking son. So watching it as an adult, watching it when I watched Home Alone as a kid, or when I watched House Party as a kid, I'm sorry, I was all there for kid and play. I was like, yo, yeah, they should have had that party. He should have snuck out. Forget Robin Harris, all that old stuff. When I became an adult, when I became a parent, I was like, this movie is fucked up. <laughs> they broke the motherfucking toilet. That is, do you know how much a toilet costs? That is <laughs> and that's how I felt about Shaft. Like when I saw Shaft, in 2000 when I was 20 I was like yeah fuck that motherfucker fuck that Cuban motherfucker whatever Jeffrey Wright playing a fucking Dominican let's not talk about that right now but fuck that motherfucker yeah all this stuff it's my duty to please a booty blah 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 Shaft is a black incel yes he is okay here's the thing this is okay this is and if you walk out in the middle of the street you're gonna get your ass ran over that's true too Uh, this is kind of how I feel Cause I felt like that watching the film, but I think, I, okay, this is what I think. I think this is where you have a good writer and a director that I'm not a fan of. And so, cause if you, if you look at the lines of, the, I think it was, I don't want to say it was poorly directed. Cause I think a lot of people did, especially a lot. Of, I, mean, I don't mean to say this is derogatory, but I'm pretty sure a lot of black people are going to, they go to see this movie. are going to like this movie. I they, mean, they just are. Uh, and I I enjoyed the movie. It was funny, but here, here's the thing: the film, the if you if you look at the lines of the film, the what what was said and then what his son was saying to his father, the lines in this film were, "You are old misogynistic black man who's living in the past, and you don't understand that I'm just a different version of black." Like I think that was right. how the film was supposed to be written. The film was supposed to be written as. There's this stereotype that these black men got to be these womanizing, misogynistic, tough men who don't express their feelings and always about having sex and I'm the man and blah, 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 blah. And John Shaft Jr. was supposed to represent like, no, that is an old, outdated way of looking at masculinity. I am just as masculine as you are being an MIT smart person. and I'm just as black as you are. and It doesn't make me any less black or less smart than you are because I come from this background. Like, I think... That's how Kenyon Barris was writing this film. And if you think about it from that perspective, that's very similar to like Blackish and the story of Blackish. And that how that family is still just as black as any other family, despite all the things that happens in that family. But I think the director filmed this way and had the actors act in a way that it came off as. You know, Samuel Jackson's John Shaft is just a little out of touch, but he has some good points. And it came off as the director wanted it to be like, you know, the pe- the you know, the 2019 woke quote unquote woke Twitter people, you know, they have some points, but they also can learn a lot from us people from the past. And it's going to it needs to be a mixture of toxic masculinity with this new masculinity this is this this is me saying what it was directed as and so when you watch the film that's how it came out because there's parts because there's parts of the film where like shaft goes to talk to regina king and he's thinking about like his john telling him to like respect women and listen to her when he never did that before but then there's parts that they show john shaft jr going into the club and like acting like his dad because the way he acts normally he wouldn't be able to survive there so i think the the director was like we want to merge these two things together and so i can see where they were trying to go and i absolutely agree with 100 percent what rashani was saying but i don't think it was written i don't think it was i don't think it was written in a way to promote the toxic masculinity but i think it was directed in a way that effectively promoted it does that make sense rashani 
Yeah, but here's the thing that doesn't make sense. You're absolutely right in the in what you saw. What you saw and what they're saying was supposed to happen. Yeah, I could see that. But here's the thing. Shaft Senior didn't change. Nah. He didn't change at all. Like, even at the end, he was still asking if he can get some top piece or something like that to Regina King or Regina at the end of the movie. Like when he laugh it off. Yeah. 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 And and so the only thing that changed is that John Shaft Jr. or John Shaft the third got worse. Mm-hmm. And learn that being worse was the way that his girl wanted him to be. That's the only thing that changed. And that's the problem. That's why I can't bring this movie home. Because if my son saw that, that would literally negate everything I've been trying to teach him. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. of the part in this movie where he says, real men don't apologize. Women want men who do this, that, and the third. And I'm like, no. But here's the thing. At that point, John Chef Jr. fights back against it. This is where you're right. Where the fucking some there was some there was there was a the, the direct I think it's the directing of this film wanted it to be how it ended up being because at that point in the film when John Shaft when Samuel Jackson's Shaft was like real men don't apologize they don't do this you know they don't care about the feelings they just go and be men and move on and John Shaft Jr. was like no that is not what real no. men do like that is not it sometimes you you need to listen to people you need to apologize and express how you feel. And let things out. Like at that point, he's fighting back, and he's supposed to be the protagonist, which is why what Rashani says is one hundred percent true. At the end, it's disappointing that it doesn't work the other way. Like it doesn't work. Like when Shaft, when Samuel Jackson's laid up in the hospital bed, he doesn't go. You know, um, what was Regina King's Maya? You know, Maya. I've been kind of fucked up for a long time, and I do love my son. I do care for you, but like. I've, you know, I've had these fucked up ways of thinking and I, you know, my son's taught me that, you know, there's more than one way of being a man or a black man and, and I need to, you know, learn some of those things. Like, if, and if he'd been like, you know, I may fuck up from time to time, but I'm gonna try to be better. Like, if that was like the end of the film, then you could be okay. like, yeah, okay, I get it. But Rashani's absolutely right. Uh, Devin, what'd you think? Damn, uh, I just, I just wanted to enjoy a movie. Uh, <laughs> damn, um, this shit got super happy for me. Me. Like this shit heavy as fuck with me. Like, but y'all was right. I mean, uh, I was just really trying to glaze over all that fuck shit that was going on and just look at Shaft because this was who Shaft is. And yeah, there was some lessons to be learned. Uh that toxic masculinity is is way past due. We know better, so we should do better. Um but I just really wanted to see a Shaft movie and enjoy the shit out of it. And it we got funny. Rich Roundtree and that bitch. Here's the I other mean, thing, Devin, I'll let you speak about this too. Here's the other thing. And I think Rashani might even agree with me on this. I would have been better off if you didn't have any of those moments with John Shaft Jr. trying to explain to Shaft like how he was wrong. And I say that yep. meaning I think it's okay. I think the problem with media in general, and this is a larger issue when it comes to like representation of marginalized groups of people is that for so many years you only got one representation of people on film you only got mm-hmm. one view of people on film. you got one view of black people you got one view of gay people you've got one view of uh, hispanic people you've got one view of asian people and they were and those portrayals were prevalent throughout all forms of media television and film that you got for years and years and years and in today's world we don't get that we we don't get as much as we should but we get a lot of good black television shows. We get a lot of good black movies every year, all the time, where we can see different types of blackness on screen, in the big screen and the small screen. And so I, I would say, if you just wanted to do Shaft and be like, you know what, this is Shaft is a fucked up, misogynistic, womanizer, badass motherfucker who kills people, and we're going to tell this story, to me, that's okay. Because you're, you're saying this is just who Shaft is, and... That's just fucking Shaft. But what this story did, and I think, and I'm not trying to speak for Rashani, but I think what this story did was they brought in those other elements of John Shaft Jr. saying how these things are fucked up. Only only to have him go back on what he the right thing and go to the fucked up thing. (laughs) That made I don't know if y'all watch wrestling at all. Like if y'all do (laughs) you know we love wrestling. Then y'all will know this. Um 
at one point in the Attitude Era of WWE, Vince McMahon had gotten sick and tired of being told what to do and what not to do by uh, folks like the Christian family partnership or whatever their name was. So he made a group called RTC. He made a group called Right to Censor. Uh-huh. And he made them villains. What it really showed was that he literally knew the right things to do. He just chose not to do them. And that's exactly what happened in this movie. Like Kenya Barris literally shows that he knows what's supposed to be done as far as relationships with young black men and, and their fathers and all that stuff. Because John Shaft Jr. talks about it continuously. Yes. Uh-huh. And, 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 and Regina <laughs> talks about it continuously. And then King is like, you know what? I know all this shit, but fuck you and fuck that. You already paid for the movie. And he just goes right past <laughs> it. That's the problem I have with this yes. movie. It's quite seriously. He knows the right way to go. This is like if my children, if I tell them what to do and they know how to do it, if I tell them, okay, here's a play we're going to run in the basketball game, and they go out and they run the exact opposite. It's like, nigga, I literally know you know this play because we just talked about it. And he knows what to do. He just like... It's not my job to do this. It's not my it's my job to provide a shaft movie, but you could have provided a shaft movie where guess what? You could have had sequels where John Shaft Jr. is now the lead in it and he's a different type of character. He's more sensitive, he's more open, he's more honest, he's more all these things. And instead, you decide to make him just like his dad. Yes. And here's the thing. Yeah. It's like yeah. this. If you and this I'm not comparing this to this movie because this movie is significantly better than the Shaft movie. But here's the thing: you have this is how you can have two movies, right? It's like if you this is this movie is like if you had a bad person, or let's just say like a bad politician or a racist, and then you had black people or quote unquote good white people telling him that he's racist, and then at the end of the movie, the good white people or the black people are like, yeah, you know, the racist is not too bad, and the racist never changed. Whereas <laughs> this movie would have been okay if it was presented as like Vice. And I say okay. that meaning, like, when we watched Vice, it was all about Dick Cheney. And the movie just told the story of Dick Cheney. Now, it made sure to let you know that, like, he's ruthless and he's powerful. But it, there wasn't people in the movie telling Dick Cheney that, you know, this isn't right, Dick Cheney. And, you know, this is the right way to do things. And, you know, you shouldn't do this. And, you know, you shouldn't do that. You know, you shouldn't this. You know, you shouldn't. No, they didn't show any of that. They just told actually, the story. Actually, I'm just going to bowl in real quick. Yeah. Condoleezza Rice did, and he ignored the shit out of her just like he did in real life. I just <laughs> yes. want to point that out. Real he quick. did, did, but that was the one point in the film. But throughout yes. the entire film, there wasn't constantly this reminder to Dick Cheney that he was being wrong, and they gave him the choice to be right or wrong, and he chose to be wrong, and then it was celebrated at the end. No, they just told the story of Dick Cheney being Dick Cheney, and for however you wanted to take it, the film made it clear what the film thought of how Dick Cheney was but for the audience it was however you want to take this you take this but i'm just telling you the story about dick cheney now dick cheney's a real character he's not fictional but if you were to just tell a shaft story and just make shaft an asshole then shaft's just an asshole and it's to me that's fine it's, it's play we have so many good black representation that if you wanted to just tell you want to do a black exploitation throwback that's fine whatever go ahead and do that but to put the other aspects in the film only for him to go you know all the good things I was talking about, yeah, I'm I'm gonna ignore that and go be toxic. That that is really know, fucked up. Yes, that that is true. I will agree with you on that. And here's the other thing that I have, and and like I said, I have a lot of problems with this movie. I left out of it. My, I went and saw Shaft with my father-in-law. It oh. was my father's day gift with my father-in-law. He and I, we went and we saw Shaft together. We sat there and we watched it and loved the movie like laughed and everything because it was a good it's a it's literally a movie for guys who like movies the problem is those movies shouldn't be around anymore okay because movies for guys who like movies are generally movies that are full of again misogyny and all this type of stuff exploitation uh disrespect to women things of that nature so i'm watching it with my father-in-law and i'm like okay i see the humor in this ha 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 you know, my father-in-law, his nickname is Humor, so I know he sees the humor in it, ha, ha, ha. But after I sit, get home and I think about it, I'm like, okay, this didn't work. This wasn't funny. This, why this happened? One of the things that I had a real, real issue with 
that I don't think anybody else would ever talk about. It's really hot in here, baby. You're right. No, Dizzy's not in here. He's probably <laughs> on the side of De- or Kenny's room again. Um, but didn't like Regina? I forget what her name was. Maya, whatever. They never really said her name because he spent so much time trying to fuck. Um, so good, so good. But didn't he? Didn't she at the beginning literally tell him to stay away from her son? Yes. After he saved her life, didn't she literally tell him, stay away from my son, stay out of my life, if this is the kind of life you're going to live? And he was like, baby, I love you. Don't leave me. I'm going to take care of this. whoop de bam whatever it may be. And she was like, fuck you, I'm out. Didn't that happen like at the beginning of the movie? Yes. Then why is he all of a sudden just a deadbeat dad when she told him to stay away from his child and we all heard it? Oh yeah. At what well, point yeah. is she gonna say, you know what? I told your dad to stay away from us because he got a, a villain shot up our car while we were in the car and you were in it too. I think what happened was they didn't want. I think this in storyline, Maya didn't want to tell. Maya didn't want John Shaft Jr. This is. I mean, this is goes to the fucked up. This is like something you would see in the nineties. This is like where Shani says some men who like men shit. They basically wanted it to be that Introducing pro-deploy in the unified works. So they, they didn't want Maya to tell John Shaft Jr. what happened about why his dad was leaving because they thought that that may somehow justify him leaving in a way that his son would be more forgiving of him in a way. And so they it almost came off as this this you know this woman you know she she be lying exactly. she be lying and she don't want she just you know she made him to be out this worse person than he actually was and here's the thing the thing with that is is it's twofold right because this is this is real life shit if you if you fuck with someone who's in the street life unfortunately sometimes their street life is going to come to your front door and so yeah. That is that is a conscious decision, and this is not victim blaming or woman blaming. This is just a fact. If you fuck with a drug dealer or a street nigga or whatever, sometimes that sometimes that shit may come to your front door. And so she was Maya was entirely in her right to be like, all right, look, nigga, I, it was cool, but like we got a kid now, we can't be fucking doing this. Either you got to make a decision about this shit, or I'm out of here. Right? That's entirely fine and makes sense. In, in, a, in a way but here's the thing if you do that then the right thing to do would be like listen listen uh when he gets old enough listen to him, let me tell you what happened with your dad you was a little mm-hmm. kid you were sitting in the back of the car one of the people who had beef with him came after us it was a shootout we almost got killed in this car he saved our fucking lives he saved our lives and my, he decided and i told and he decided to walk away from us until his debt was settled whatever his beef was settled because he never thought that we would be safe together and then mm-hmm. you can make the decision on what you want to do now because you're a grown-ass man you're tw- you know, you're 25 26 27 years old, however old he is in this film you're a grown-ass man so if you want to go reach out to him at this point you know go ahead go but, for it but the and i and i see and and, and here's the thing and i don't mean to keep talking but this is interesting here's the thing this is an interesting thing about these stories there are people who do things like that, but the problem is, is that it's in a film like this, it comes off as a trope when you add it into all the other things, as mm-hmm. opposed to being just mm-hmm. a, a character point. Like you, like I, I always say this. Like I have no problem with writing stereotypical characters in films, quote unquote stereotypical characters, or are, are are like the angry black woman or the angry black man. Like or, you know, I have no problem with those characters in films. If you're telling a story where that character makes sense and that those characters always do those things. But what this film came off of as is that this woman just be hating and she's just she's, true. She's just evil. Yeah, and she should she should be fucking chef and not fucking with these men. And they even had the scene. I know Rashani didn't like the scene. Uh but they even had the scene where and here's the thing, I'm pretty sure some women do think that this is I'm not a woman, but I'm pretty sure women think this, but it just ties into other things. They even had the scene where she goes in the bathroom and she's looking in the mirror and she's mad as shit that this nigga showed up at the restaurant. But then she's like, Yeah, but he did have a big ass dick. And I'm yeah. like, I watch I read Twitter. Like, women do think those things. Like that is yeah. not 
that is not something that is not real. However, when you add that into all the other things in the film is when you you create this narrative. It's okay to have people think those things because those are real-life things. But when you create this narrative along with other other things, it creates kind of the things that you saw. Uh, well, Devin, what did you think about Regina Hall in this film? As a, how she portrayed her character, how she acted. Uh, you know, uh, I was conflicted, but I think I love her her chemistry with with Chad, with, I mean, with Samuel. I love her energy, she her charisma. Like she oozes, like just she has it. On yeah, screen. she does. Um, and. She's funny. She's witty. Uh, when she was at dinner with uh, the the lame nigga, that I mean, they stole. I don't even. I see. Like now, we we went a whole different way. Where I can't even really say how much I enjoyed. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> like, it's okay. <laughs> like the whack nigga got punked by Sam, but he but was like, corny. I, Listen, he was yeah, corny. he was he was corny <laughs> shit. Uh, but I'd have been a whack ass nigga because I would have screamed like a bitch too. They start shooting. I'm screaming like a bitch. I don't care. Like, I'm screaming like a, a little girl. Yeah! They shooting. Because, first of all, why every time you around, he around, people got to be shooting. Um, but, yeah, she was great. Um, but, like you just said, you alluded to the fact that uh, she seemed like a bitter, angry woman. Uh, like, he abandoned her when it was actually the reverse. Um Wait, well, yeah. all it took was one more step. All it took was Shaft saying, all it took was one more scene, literally. One more scene with Shaft saying, you know, I can't leave this game because I got to settle this debt. Like, I got to, I got to, what was the guy named? Gordi- what was his name? Uh, Gordino. Gordino. Yeah. Like, I got to, I got to take care of, like, I, I can't get Yo, out of this. Yo, the nigga I shot at my son and you. I got to take care of this. I'll be back. Right. That's all they had to do. They do that, and that explains everything. They show him leaving out because he, he could have had the choice. He could have been like, you know what? You're right, honey. We're moving out of New York. We're going to move down south somewhere and get out of this game, right? They could have told that story. They didn't tell that story. That's fine. You don't want to tell the story? But, I mean, Gardino wouldn't t- to hide. He wouldn't to hide. So, like, he was like a, a ghost. And I mean, I would have went to hiding, too. Like, you know Shaft is coming after you. Going to hiding. The way that the – look, honestly – the way Shaft handled all of the situations where he was, you know, where there was fighting or anything like that, or his son got beat up or anything like that, is exactly the way that you would want that a, a, a old school dad was would right. handle something. You go in there and you fight. I'm gonna watch to make sure nobody jumps in. It's just this antiquated. This mm-hmm. movie, the it's like. This movie was like listening to a song with a wonderful beat, but it has lyrics from a song that was written in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's stylishly nice, but the lyrics are just old. You've heard them before, and the lyrics don't match the mood. And there's just times are different now, and things have changed. And he's not, he didn't get frozen. He's not Captain America. He's a guy who's been living in New York, so he literally saw the changes and all this stuff going on in the world, and he's still a pig. Somehow this film was less self-aware than Superfly. <laughs> right? Yo, that's crazy, though. That's real shit, though. I mean, it was. Um, and if, and, I mean, Shaft was checking. I mean, like, him and the ladies. Uh, I don't know. Who, I forgot the the girl, the ladies' names. Uh, oh, the strippers? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they were strippers, man. I mean, that... The girls he hang out with, them two girls he got his back. Uh, I don't know what they do after, but I mean, oh, the ones that seriously. was in the club, yeah, yeah oh. Spice or whatever their names were, yeah. Sugar oh, okay. and Baby, yeah. Their names were literally Sugar, Sugar and Baby. These are the ideas yeah. we come up with for a Shaft movie: Sugar and you see, Baby. See, that's some black exploitation shit. Uh, shit. That's you what see. I'm saying. <laughs> to it's me, not the '70s anymore, though, yeah. bro. That's true, but it's see. The thing is, they tried to do too much. I. Here's the thing. I have no, I don't say I have no problem, but if you're just going to tell that story, it's fine. Like, just tell the story. Just like, tell, just say, you know what? We're doing a modern black exploitation film. We know, in all, we know it's fucked up, but it's entertaining as hell, and we're just going to tell that story. That's See, that's people still read yeah. those fucking, what's the dude named Eric Jerome Dickey? Like, people yeah. read those books. 
Like those books sell a lot. Like it's like to me, those books being out don't make the world a worse place. I mean, it can, but we have so many other options now where you can you can tell this story as like, listen, this is kind of an antiquated thing, but it's entertaining to watch and. This is not, we're not presenting him as some type of role model or some type of uh, somebody to look up to or some good thing. Except they did. Except they did, yes. Except they did. They did, because at the end, his son was like, I I love him, Mom. He's a really good guy, and you just got to work to understand him. He's a complicated man. But I also think that there's this thing. I mean, and and then, and then, wait, and then. His dad pops up because he says, yeah, I was a bad dad, but I'm nowhere near as bad as my dad. And then they had to prove it by making Richard Roundtree show up. And the first thing they say is, you, I thought that you were my uncle. Yeah. Because they fucked up in the first shaft in 2000 and said that he was his nephew. Mm -hmm. So they had to fix that real quick by saying, I thought you were my uncle for a long time. And so I think they were also trying to tell the story. Like you can see, like they, there are parts of this film where you think you think they, they're trying to get it right. Like you can you can see they might be trying to tell the story of like you know having you know your fathers, your parents, and your grandparents can this shit can be passed down through generations, and this can be fucked up, and it's hard to get over that. And they and they were trying to show as John Shaft Jr. grew up without that toxic person in his life and that's why he didn't turn out to be that way and as soon as he got that person in his life he turned toxic yes and here's the thing all that is okay if you present it in a way where you're not saying that's the right way exactly like he literally he literally got everything that he wanted because he turned toxic yes he got his girl he got his respect he solved the case his boss wanted him back. He was able to say "fuck you" to the man. Like all this stuff happened because he turned toxic. Yes, even if his daddy was like, you know, I'm too far gone, man. Like this has just been. I'm this is. I'm too old to be changing right now. But I get it. You know, my and I'm glad you're not like me. And although I may, I'm I may always be an ancient nigga. I'm glad my son isn't. Like even if they just did that, even if they didn't have him change, but just be like, you know. I'm too far gone, but I'm glad you're not like me. That would have been fine. <laughs> like that. Just, just at the end of the movie, they could have just simply said, hey, man, you're a better man than I ever yeah. have been. <laughs> yes, that would have been fine. Then the whole movie would have been just, I mean, it was, I mean, like I said, it's still entertaining film. But like, and then on a film, it's like, judging as, we didn't talk about this much, but like judging as a film, like it's not a great film. Like it's kind no, of, it's no. poorly written, like, it's I mean it's shot well for what it is. Um some of the editing was a little bit off. The acting, you know, Samuel Jackson was good, but he's always good. Regina Hall was good. Uh, Jesse T Usher years old, bro. Yes, I know. It's like crazy. can we talk about the fact that Samuel L. Jackson is 70, seventy yeah. Playing shaft. Yeah. It's good shit, man. It's good shit. He like, was okay. good. You know the villain Gordito. He showed up at the end. The the whole uh, okay. The other thing I didn't like was, and I'm surprised nobody brought this up, but the whole terrorism part of it too. Yes, like, yeah. it was super yeah. like. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he gave money to a mosque. Let's go fuck them up. <laughs> and here's the thing: in the beginning, I thought, oh, they're doing like you know the FBI's racist shit. And then no, 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 no. They're actually like they actually made it seem like they were actual terrorists. I'm like, I thought oh, you were doing the FBI's racist gimmick. You weren't even doing that. Like, what is going on here? Um, but no, he, I mean they did say the military. I mean these guys, these veterans, find a way when they're over there to uh, fucking come up with schemes and launder money and and look out for themselves. Like there is always some covert op as far as you can't just serve your country and come back. Like, and I don't know, but shout out to uh, the girl from New York and the woman from New York and the cover being in this, uh, being the, honor. Oh, Devin, what'd you think Cass- about uh storm? Alexandra ship and Sasha. 
Um, you know, she's okay. I didn't really care for her. She's okay. Uh, <laughs> she's okay. I, I don't know. I, I always thought, oh, she's just thing. not. I always thought, you know, she's not good at Storm because they're not letting her be Storm. Like, that's fine. She's shit. not good. But I watch yeah. this film and I go, I mean, she's not bad, but she's not good. Good, no. <laughs> she was just there. Like, she... <laughs> Like, there were supposed to be emotional moments, and I totally did not feel the emotion from her face. Nah, her acting. at all. I didn't feel any emotion at all. And they made her, um, also, I thought it was interesting how they played Shaft Jr. to be a dork, and then, like, soon as the fight started out, that nigga was a marksman. That nigga's a capoeira champion. (laughs) He was just capping people, just boom, boom, not missing, just a fucking marksman. And I'm I like, mean, he just don't like guns, though. You know, when you, when your daddy ain't around, you don't like guns. Also, they <laughs> never mean, really explained why he didn't like guns, did they? Nope. Because they never like, showed. His they mama, because his mom. Yeah, but they never. But his mom never told him. At least from what we gathered in the film, his mother never told him what happened with his daddy. Because. Then he wouldn't be talking about his daddy just walked out with me for no reason. He wouldn't have said that if he knew what happened. At least I don't think he would say that if he knew what would happen because that wouldn't make any sense at all. That would make even less sense. (laughs) I was about to say, thank you for saying even less sense because the story didn't make any sense at all. (laughs) It didn't. It was, it was, this, like I said, movies for guys who like movies are fine just don't expect me to want to see him again. A movie for guys who like movies is literally something I could watch like once and not have to watch it again. I can't watch this at a family dinner. I can't bring no. this around my mom. She'd be quite put out. Um, I'm trying to think of situations and places in which I'll be able to say, hey, y'all, let's watch the new Shaft movie. It was me and my father-in-law. That's yeah. it. Like, even you and your boys, if you were, if you just took out all like consciousness and just said, you know what, we're gonna watch this fucked up movie and laugh at it, you could do that. But here, the problem with that, this is why I keep coming back and saying this is the problem with that is they tried to put in the other stuff. Just don't put in the other stuff. It's just like it's like action movies with no plot, right? Mm-hmm. I don't need a plot. Just have action. Fuck it. I don't care if it's bad acting. If you give me some good ass action, I'm gonna walk out the film and enjoy it. But the, I mean, the worst, we just worst. gave 10s and 11s to John Wick 3. Yes, the, the worst action we'll films. We'll take action. Yeah, the worst action films are when you try, when you, if you, when you try to put a plot in and it's not good and you could have just left it out. Like, mm-hmm. just leave, just, just let it be. Just let this be a Shaft movie. Like Superfly, right? Superfly was like, we're about to be Superfly. And Rashani and I shitted on that movie, but we enjoyed the movie for what it was. Oh, definitely. Because, mm-hmm. because it, it was, was what dream. it was. <laughs> it was a fever dream for a college student. And when you think about it like that, it makes even more sense. Superfly wasn't trying to be anything else. It was exactly what it was. And this film brought in all these other elements with the John Shaft Jr. character and then just completely shit it on him at the end. Uh, I asked why you were going, Rashani. I asked um, Devin what you think? What he think of Storm Alexandra Ship as Sasha? And so, what, how'd you think she was in this film? I thought she was beautiful. She was beautiful. That's it. I thought she was beautiful. Yeah, she, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, she didn't have any. There was no real role to her except I hate your dad. Okay, I don't hate your dad anymore. Um, I'm going to be the woman who's unreachable until you suddenly start shooting. Nigga! Nigga! Oh my god! Nigga, they literally had a scene where you see her getting wet as he's shooting people in the face. They literally did that in a movie. They showed her licking her lips as he's murdering people when she's like, yo, oh my god. That movie. <laughs> that's, that's why I said, see, I think Devin and I are a little bit different because we watched the black exploitation movies. So for me, like those things are just like classic black exploitation tropes. Yeah, and I know it's fucked up. My issue is where I, and the reason why I land with Rashani ultimately on this film is that while I enjoyed the film for what it was, and I thought it had some, it was funny. I thought some of the action scenes were good. Is that. 
they put these things in the film where they didn't have to do it. They should have just told a black exploitation film. They should have just had them all be fucked up and do fucked up shit the whole movie and just showed them being fucked up. And I'd have been like, yeah, that was a, that was straight out of black exploitation and just moved into 2019. That's fine for what it was. But they took I the, mean, yeah, go ahead. sometimes, sometimes you just want to do hood rat shit with your friends. Right. I understand that. Sometimes hey. you just want to be ratchet. Sometimes you just want to let loose. Sometimes you just want to do these things, but you got to have some sort of a base. There was no base to this movie. There was no level of meaning or motive or come together understanding or anything like that. It was literally just hood rat shit. Hood rat shit, hood rat shit, women shaking their ass. Hood rat shit, hood rat shit, him calling him a pu- his son a pussy, women shaking their ass. I mean, hey, I mean, Megan Thee Stallion got a song called Hood Rat Shit. She do hood rat shit yeah, with her Yeah, but Megan Thee Stallion is also, like, completely in charge of her own shit. She's not yeah. being, contr- she's not being, like, made up by a man. Like, the whole yeah. thing is also the male gaze, right? Like, if a woman, like, I'm not calling her a hoe, but like, a woman wants to be a quote-unquote hoe or slut or whatever derogatory term you want to put on that's there. That's completely up to her. That's completely up to her, and I don't have to call her that. But when a male dis- creates that perception of someone and then and then deems it to be wrong or inappropriate or negative, that's when it becomes a problem, right? It's not like the actual, a woman being what they want. So in this film, like, the women in the film, like those, like those two women in the bar, right? There are women who are like the, the problem with this. Is, like, there's women like that. Like, there's people like all these characters. Like, there's no, right. that's why I have no problem with seeing characters like this on the screen because there are people. Like, I know on like in the whole woke Twitter world, people like to pretend that these things don't exist, but these things exist. Like, there are people who are like John Shaft Jr. who are aware of toxic masculinity, and but their daddy is not. And that they have to, and they and they're conflicted because they love their father, and not in this case, but like in real life, they love their father. Their father raised them. They learned some good things from their father, but as they got older, they realized that a lot of the shit that their dad did was fucked up, and that they're trying to be better. And they have to live this conflicted life because people, a lot of people, aren't just going to be like, "Fuck my dad, I'm done with him," because he's a toxic, because he's toxic. Like that is a real life situation. A lot of men, especially mm-hmm. men between the ages of like. 25 and 40 like now whose parents are like between the ages of like you know 55 and 70 had to deal with that like if you grew up in the 80s and 90s in the early 2000s there's a good chance that now you may be a much better person but you grew up at a time where that shit wasn't the same right Mm -hmm. and so you you you're dealing with that kind of conflictedness that's fine those characters exist but in these stories in 2019 you have to tell it in a way that Either one, the older character realizes that they were fucked up, but, you know, that's just who they are now and they're glad their son is better. Or two, the younger character has an influence on the older character and makes them better. The third option of the younger character becomes the old character is the absolute thing you cannot do. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the one thing you can't do. Um, and that's what they did in this film. Um, uh, all right, let's score this film. Um, Devin, what do you get us out of 10? Uh, I'm gonna give it a. Give seven. what you would really give it. Don't give it what you would have given. What you give it now that we talk oh, no. about. No, I would give it a seven because it's just fun. But I mean, it still wasn't a great movie. It wasn't a good movie yeah. or anything. But like, it just it made me feel good. I was happy. Uh, <laughs> I went with a girl. She laughed like I laughed. Like this shit was everything. This was what I wanted a nineteen, a 2019 shit movie to be like. That's what I wanted. Like I wanted some exploitation shit, and I got it. He was. You know, crass. He was chauvinistic. I mean, he said some funny shit. I got some motherfuckers in there. Uh, He was always looking at his porn like he's a he's a man that did not age with the times. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I see, Devin. I am with you a thousand percent. If that was the movie that they put on the screen, I'd have been right with you. They, but they didn't need if they didn't put that other shit in there. (laughs) That that was the movie. (laughs) If they just like yo, this dude is straight out of the nineteen seventies, and all of for all the good and all of the bad. That is who he is, and 
He don't know no better. There ain't nobody telling him to be better, and he don't give a fuck he if you tell him to be better. His daddy ain't give a fuck either. So like, his daddy was his uncle. Yeah. Call me uncle that if you te- <laughs> if you give me that film, I I'm with you. This is a seven and a half, seven. It's like it, like I'm like you know, I'm not saying I think this is good shit, but I'm saying this is what the film is, and it's enjoyable for what it is. Uh, but yeah, I'm not giving it that. Well, Rashani, what do you get this? For? <laughs> okay. Is it gonna? Rashani, is it gonna be cool. Superfly? There's the, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not because there's a point in this movie where the old Shaft, like like John, like Richard Roundtree, shows up and. He's talking about how um, everybody's a pussy. And I'm used to it at this point because his son calls everybody a pussy. (laughs) And I'm just waiting for something interesting to happen to make it useful, make it make a good reason for Richard Roundtree to be in this movie because they've advertised it as three generations of Shaft getting back to business. And I'm just waiting for it. That's a sequel. And then no, nothing fucking happened. Like you they saw? had the final fight scene, but he wasn't really a factor in it. He shot a nigga. And then, huh? He shot a nigga. He shot a nigga. He <laughs> shaft. He should have shot a lot of niggas. And then after his son, his grandson got hurt, I believe he turned to him in the middle of a firefight and called him a pussy again just for good measure. That's good shit. This movie gets a two. Oh yeah, I get this movie. It gets a two. I get this it, movie. It it like really like when you look past everything that this movie could have been like like you said if they had made it where this nigga was a nigga stuck in the seventies if they had made it like Encino Man where he's just literally been stuck in the seventies all this time they could have made a great comedy out of it but they acted like he's been here they showed all the shit that he's done from the seventies through two thousand through two thousand fourteen they showed the years passing. Mm-hmm. Just through life, just through life, I've become a better person. Okay, but here's the thing, Rashani. We know, and this is—I mm. think this is one of the things that happens. Mm-hmm. With- no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not gonna profess me. I'm not saying I'm mad at Shaft for this. I'm saying no, no, no. I'm mad at King Barris for writing this. Oh shit. yeah, no, I agree. No, but what I'm trying to say is. I think in the we are in a different space, but I, I'm constantly, especially like on Instagram, like, yeah. I'm constantly reminded of this. That people like the people that I surround myself with on my podcast, on my Twitter feed, is entirely different than how people act out in this world, and mm-hmm. it's almost like we are the, in like because the way I've created my Twitter feed, like I'm surrounded by people who mostly think like me. And who are mostly or better than me and people I aspire to be like. And so it's a constant positive reinforcement, talking about toxic masculinity, talking about trans rights, talking about homophobia, talking about sexism and feminism. And like those things are constantly on my timeline. I'm constantly seeing them and seeing how people drop short and who are getting better or how to get better. And I'm learning new things all the time because that's what I surrounded myself with. But then like I'll go on Instagram and I'll click on like, like, comment sections on like famous people on their pictures and you'll see that the like that is the minority thought like the majority people like like with this film right we are all agree that it should have been written differently and and or written uh, the other way differently like either all bad or had them change but here's the thing the i 100 percent think the majority of and this is not, I don't mean to say this, but like the majority no, loved it. of black people who will go see this film, men, I'm, I'm going to speak yes. to men, majority of black men who will go see this film will align with John Schaff, Samuel Jackson's yes. character. And they will be like, yes. either they'll be like, that's, they'll either be like, that's who I am and that's cool, or they'll be like, that's who my daddy is and yes. he's cool. And so they don't. And that's they, why I write. And that, that's right. why I do unburden. Exactly. And, and and I think what happens is we live in a space where we see all the problems with that. And and my whole thing is I'm I kinda come in the middle, not in the middle meaning like it's okay and it's not okay how he acted. I come in the middle meaning 
I'm okay with a character like that or a movie being centered around a character like that because I have so many other movies that don't center around characters like that. And it's okay to show that form of blackness because that form of blackness does exist in the world that we live today. The problem is is that we shouldn't show that form of blackness as if that's peak blackness or if that's the blackness that we should achieve to be like. And the way this film ended made it seem like that is the way that he should be going as opposed to the way like it made it seem like the life that Josh Sheff Jr. was living was was not good enough like that's not black enough you're not black enough in this film you need to be more like your daddy as opposed to being like yo because I get people being like yo that's my daddy I'm not going to cancel my daddy I get people saying that like that's to me I get it like I'm not going to say it's fine or it's good but I get it I understand that but you also in a movie where you're trying to tell a story, you shouldn't have the story be my my, my fucked up daddy taught me how, not from me being a better person to being a worse person, and when I became a worse person, all these good things happened in my life. So the moral of the story is: be disrespectful to women, don't care about women's feelings, uh, shoot people and kill people in the club. Like, like all these bad things as opposed to just being like, you know, that's my daddy and all his flaws. And he's fucked up in a lot of ways, but he's still my daddy. And he doesn't care the way he should care, but he does care. And I'm going to work on him being a better person. Like, and I, that may sound like this, you know, uh, you can't make a chef movie like that. But they, they were trying to make that movie. Like, that's, it seemed like that's what the movie they were making until the end. Like, you watched it because they even have the scene of John going to, like, Samuel L. Jackson going to Regina Hill's door, and he starts out being toxic as fuck, banging on the door, and by the end, he's like, he 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 shows some vulnerability, and he's like, you know, you know, I fucked up, I shouldn't have done this, like, my bad. And then you think, like, okay, they're trying to show him doing that, and then he goes, so you're going to let me inside and get some pussy? <laughs> this is where Rashani comes in with, yeah. like, the whole, like, there's just... You can't – if you were going to end it that way, don't show me the other shit. Just have him be that dude. Just have him be the problematic dude. So I give this a three. I gave Superfly a four, I think. This is a three. It, so I, I, I just here's, – here's the thing. And this is going to get I, – I never saw black exploitation movies. My dad wasn't around enough for me to see a black exploitation movie. My mom – literally, it was like – like Regina, like Regina Hall, she just wasn't there for it, and so I never got a chance to see it, and it was fine with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's a lot of people who gravitate to that lifestyle, that mindset, and just like I know that there are a lot of people who gravitated to that lifestyle and that mindset when Superfly was in the movie theater. I know that there's people who want that life and want to be that way, and they're, they want to, you know, most of them are like rappers or whatever it may be, and there's people who want to live that persona. That's fine. That is just fine. There's also a ton of people who like liver. <laughs> <laughs> there are a ton of people who just love the taste of liver and just want to just expound on the virtues of eating liver and all that kind of stuff. And every time I look at liver, I get sick to my stomach. There is nothing that you can do that will make me want to eat liver. There is nothing you can say that will make liver palatable to me because I know that in my heart of hearts, liver is gross. Nobody can tell me otherwise. But Rashadi, you even brought this up. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you made me think about something. Even in Superfly, right? Mm-hmm. The, the whole point of Superfly was my man wanted to get out of the game. Better, yeah, he, he wanted, wanted to get out of the game and do better and go on with his girl and get and live a normal life where she can be safe. And he he basically looked at him selling those drugs and doing all that was a means to an end. It was like, listen, I know it's not the best thing to do, but this was what I had, what I felt like I had to do to get to a point in my life where I can get out of that and go do better for my girl and for myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so th- this movie was if, if if at the end of the movie his he his takeaway was yeah, I, I ain't really nothing but a drug dealer. So let me get back in this game. <laughs> That's what happened. Even in Superfly they didn't do that. Even yeah. in Superfly he was like, "No, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm out." 
there was I can't tell you what the benefit of this movie is. It's it's literally one of those things that in the moment when you're watching it in the moment, it's funny. But it's funny how many things that when you're watching in the moment or what you're doing in the moment are okay. I think that's the other thing that struck me is how many things we think are okay because it's in the moment, but they're not. And I can't sit here and continue to just poo-poo away things in the moment. Damn. Because in the moment is when shit happens. In the moment is when we lose our way. And in the moment is where black men think that it's okay to act like this to women. Mm-hmm. Damn. Look, people who act like this, people who act like Shaft, I'm just going to keep it absolutely 100. People who act like Shaft are people who abuse their spouses. They mm-hmm. abuse their kids. They have mm-hmm. their kids fucked up for years. Mm-hmm. Forever, I can't baby. say that this is okay. I can't. Damn. That's real because shit. Because if I say that it's okay, then I'm telling my son that it's okay and I, my daughters that it's okay. And I've worked too fucking hard to let that shit happen. So, yeah, you can laugh at the movie. I laughed at the movie, but you got to recognize that they could have done a lot better with what they did with this movie. And the fact they chose not to, they made the conscious decision not to, yes. is the reason why this movie can kiss my motherfucking ass. Okay. Come through. That was my issue. That was that's I couldn't say it any better, Sorry. That was my issue with it is he you didn't have to do that. Like you can say there's people like that and present them in for what they are. And mm-hmm. because here's the thing, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say those people are worthless because th- those are black people and I want all black people to be successful and get better. So I can I can say, yeah, he's a misogynistic fucked up person and but and he's got room for growth. He's got Everybody's room for growth. And they gave him points in this film where it seemed like he's still fucked up, but it looks like he's got room for growth. But they ruined it all with the ending. And that mm-hmm. is the, that is the that. like they literally <laughs> did one what they did with that ending was the literal equivalent of those GI Joe cartoons where or 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 He-Man where Cringer would do something at the end and everybody would laugh. Ha, 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 Oh, Cringer. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And it just erased everything, everything. before. Because when you re- when you watch the movie, it, it seems like they're telling the story that Rashani was talking about. It really, like, throughout that movie, I'm like, oh, okay, he's fucked up. But look, every, every time that, because here's the beginning when he first hooks up with John uh, Sr., every time, he does something fucked up. John Jr. tells him that it was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Every time. He's like, this is fucked up. Why are these women naked in your house? Why are you carrying so many guns? Why are you driving so... Even down to why are you driving so fast? Why are you walking in the middle of the street? Like, everything that he was doing that was fucked up, John Jr. was telling him it was fucked up. And so you're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, he his son's going to tell him that he's fucked up. I didn't expect Shaft to just instantly become a great person because that's not how it works <laughs> and so he's still gonna have some fucked up shit and that's in i'm not gonna say that's fine but that's fine like that is part of life that is part of growing is you, everybody doesn't grow instantly sometimes for some people it's gradually it, it takes a while yeah. yeah so that's fine and then they show him the scene with regina at the door and it's like oh look at him he's he actually listened to his son how he was talking about how you should act with women only to ruin it at the end of that scene. Only to ruin it the next time he's with her. Only to ruin it at the end of the film. Like it was just. That's why I think it was directing taking that film from how it was supposed to be written. I don't because we know Kenya Burris doesn't write like that because we watched Blackish, and you saw all the aspects of it being better throughout the film. I feel like the director wanted the film to end that way and end on that note, and so that's how it ended on that note. This this film was, I swear to God, I swear, this film, the ending was the equivalent of somebody starting to have a deep moment in one of those other shows that you see on like uh, ABC Family or Disney or something like that, where somebody has an epiphany moment and then somebody else farts. Yes. And everybody laughs at the fart and forgets about everything that that person just said. This movie was, this movie was a, a fart. Exactly it was nasty, was. and 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 when it's all said and done, you can literally walk out the movie theater and forget everything good that happened in this film, and all that it will be distilled down to is the fact that they're still calling people pussies. 
mm-hmm. and they're still making fun of gay people and they're still practicing Islamophobia in this movie as tropes to push a movie forward. Yeah, not as like these people are fucked up because they're Islamophobic. It's like, no, no, no. They're Islamophobic and then they were right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the whole thing about this film. It's like making the racists right. Like the racists Mm. shouldn't win. It's like if Donald Trump not to take be in real life, but if Donald Trump was fucked up as he was, and the, excuse me, and then the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton won 48 states. It would be like, yeah, he was racist, and the country showed him that we don't fuck with racism, and like something like that to like marginalize people in this country to be like, listen, we we our country still has a long way to go, but it showed me one thing that we're not dealing with this shit. But what did the country do? It did the absolute opposite. It, it elected him, and it shows you that we are way worse than you may have thought we were, and that's and that's kind of how this and this was in that way. Um, mm. All right, before we get out of here, the next real, the next, I don't want to say black movie, but the next movie that has black people that could be controversial <laughs> is Twenty One Bridges. Um, Rashani, based on seeing those previews, do you do you have confidence that they're going to tell this story? With this black man who's had a this black man whose daddy was a police officer, who got shot and killed, and now he is this black man chasing after looks like mostly black people who quote unquote shoot or apparently quote unquote shoot or kill police officers. I don't trust cops, and I don't trust movies where cops are in the lead. Um, I don't trust this movie. Um, I'm pretty sure that. Every villain in this movie, like, I like the fact that in the preview they made one of the bad guys seem thoughtful. Like, you're the first one to not shoot, to not shoot first and talk later. But I'm just, I'm going to see this movie because, honestly, Chadwick hasn't let me down yet. Yeah, that's the only reason. And they trick you. They trick you by saying the Russo brothers, but the Russo brothers aren't directing the film. They're just producing the film. Mm -hmm. It's their production company. There's another Chadwick has never let me down. I don't expect him to let me down now. He's the reason why I'm watching this movie. These people should be really grateful that he's in this movie. Because if he wasn't in this movie, this whole movie could kiss my ass. Yeah, and it's like Chadwick is at a point in his career where he doesn't have to take bad scripts. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. He's made it that far. So you would think that Chadwick is self-aware enough, you would hope, that he's self-aware enough not to take, you know, (laughs) cops are the real victims... Film yeah, thin blue film. line shit. So that's why I think it's a swerve somewhere. That's why I think like those. I don't think those black people actually killed the cops, and I oh, think no. something's going to happen. No. Or I there's think, no way that he's going to go from being Black Panther to being right. the cop. Yeah, that right. guy. Yeah, I think it's going to be somewhere like either they ki- they didn't kill the cops or they did kill the cops because the cops were really fucked up. And he finds out that the cops were really fucked up and that type of shit. It has to be that. It can't. This movie cannot be. <laughs> this movie cannot be this black man chasing down other black men as a cop and fucking shooting them. This movie we will not, not have do that. It. Oh, <laughs> you cannot do that in 2019. Oh shit! I'm sorry. And part of me would laugh. Like I know it's how fucked up it is, but part of me would laugh at the audacity of doing that movie in 2019. But I don't think Chadwick Boseman would sign up for something like that. No, I don't think that shit. Quickly, he knows. Yeah, he knows. He that's like Denzel doing a movie where the cops are <laughs> misunderstood. We will not have it. Oh, we will not have it. Mm-mm. Tyrese would do that movie. Oh, Tyrese would be like the star. Yeah, Tyrese would be the star of that film. Uh, also, before we get out of here, Rashani, tell everybody about your new business. So, I am the CEO of First Level Boss, a podcast production editing uh, company and media editing company. Uh, What we do is we will help you develop your podcast. Now, if that means that we are doing the production on it, we have the setup and the capability to do that, and we will do a top-level show for you. We include noise reduction and removal. We do leveling. We do... um, we cut out any ums, o's, and uhs that you may want to take out because you feel like it's not professional. But then our second job is to actually mentor you and help you to see that it's not bad to have ums and uhs in your podcast. And anybody who says otherwise, 
they don't want to have your show. Like if your show is something that's going to be like super professional where you want to make sure that everything's laid out perfectly and there's no gaps in the, in the show as people think and act like normal people go for it. I'll cut your show down from 45 minutes to 15. I can do that. But what I'd much rather do is walk with you so then you can get comfortable with your own show, get comfortable with your own skin to where you're able to produce an excellent show in your own right without anybody second guessing why you did it. We do show note transcriptions. We do uh, social media integration where we will post up your show for you in different places uh, every month in order to help you get growth. And we'll also just help you find the right place for you to post your show like a podcast feeder, whether it's Libsyn or it's Blueberry or it's Anchor or it's Pippa. All of these places, we'll tell you exactly where to go to to get the largest exposure. We're cheap. We're not like... I'm not saying we're dirt cheap, but I'm saying there's other places that will charge like $600 for this service. We charge between $25 and $50 bucks for our services, maybe $200 a month for the social media integration, which really equates to $50 a week to integrate your show on all three social media platforms. Come see us. First level boss. We might not be the biggest boss. We can definitely prepare you to conquer them. Yeah, definitely go check that out. And Rashani's been like a great mentor to me. I can tell you firsthand he's made this show much better by his presence and his advice. So uh, definitely hit him up. Absolutely. Um, the next movie we'll do, hopefully I'll see Toy Story so we can do that. Please um, do because I have thoughts. I want to see Toy Story. Uh, we're going to do Stuber. Spider-Man, Home, um, Spider-Man Far From Home will be out. Uh, Lion King's out in a couple weeks. So, you know, we're definitely going to do that. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, check out our upcoming movie reviews. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast app. Leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you later.